God, we make that our prayer today that your word, your life, your light would shine through us. But more than any of that, God, that ultimately you would just have your way in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. God, that your word would produce a fruit in our lives tenfold, that it would represent you to the world, to the nations around us. God, that the work you began in us, you would work to the end, that other people would see you, only you, not a speck of us, but just you and your glory. God, we love you. We acknowledge you this morning. We fix our eyes, we fix our attention on you. God, we ask that you would speak to us. God, you'd give us a word. Man should not live by bread and bread alone, but by every word from you, God. So God, we pray that you would speak to us in your name. Amen. Well, hello, church. Gee, it is pretty loud up here. Anyway, wow, that'll wake you up. Feel free to grab a seat. Give someone a knuckles or elbow bump. High fives if you want. Thanks, team. You're awesome. I always G Jesse up at youth because I always tell him he needs to replace me on drums and he's already being better than me at drums, so I'm so glad. Um, give him a hand. He's a legend. One of the other things I love about Jesse, sorry, I'm just going to talk about you this morning, Jesse. Um, just decided, no. Anyway, one of the things I love about Jesse is that he has such a heart for other people. And you see it in his school. He always thinks about his friends, those other students that are at school, and even just some weeks, you message Jesse and you're like, hey, Jesse, like, we need to know, are you bringing like 10 plus people again tonight? Or like, what are we doing? What are we expecting? Because sometimes he'll just rock up and there'll be like a whole new group of people that Jesse's just invited and they've come. And so it's incredible. He's definitely got the heart of an evangelist as well. And we love seeing it and we love hearing what God's doing in your life, bro. It's incredible. Hey, well, yeah, you can give him a hand. One quick thing before I get into the word, and I'm going to lose time, that's okay, hopefully not. Anyway, Summer Mix is coming up in January. Summer Mix is going to be an incredible week, not just for youth, but for youth, young adults, and church as well. We are going to bring it back to here over two Sundays as well, so hope you get excited and ready for that. Youth, just to give you some clarity, is taking on the 18th and 19th, that's the Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to run an event and some night sessions through that time, and then Young Adults is going to be, and I'm going to get the dates wrong, it's the 21st and 22nd, which is the Friday night and the Saturday morning, and then following on on that Sunday as well, and just so you know, registrations are open for that, there is a super affordable early rate that's open till tomorrow night as well, so if you want to register and like you're like youth and you just want to pay a little bit cheaper, now's the time to do it. Is that cool? Cool, well that's just an event advertisement, we're here to preach the word and proclaim and declare God's word over our lives, so we're going to get in that this morning and I just wonder if you're taking notes or writing notes because you want to get to heaven, that's a lame joke anyway, not because you want to get to heaven but because you expect that God's going to speak to you through any moment and any word who anyone is speaking and sharing, we believe that God speaks to us and so we get expectant for it, that's why we take notes and I just wonder if you can see the things of God coming and I want to declare a message over us today, can you see it? Can you see it? Now, I'm not talking about our physical eyes, our earthly eyes, what's right in front of us, but our faith eyes. Having that aspect of faith, that perception when we see the things of God in our lives. We see the things of God working and coming into our lives, in the lives of others, that we can see what God is doing, that we can be part of it, we can step into it and move where he's calling us to, and move where he's guiding and leading us. I don't know if you've ever watched a movie um, and you can see the end from the beginning because it's like a typical Disney and you're like, this is so boring. I can just tell exactly what's going to happen. 
Um, our lives often aren't like that. I think like about movies like Tenant and Shutter Island, which are really creepy, where you're trying to watch, you're trying to figure it out, and you're trying to see the end, but you get to the end and you go, I still don't know what happened. But isn't that like an example of our lives? We walk through life and we go, I have a plan. This is what I want to do. I put it in the diary. I put it in the calendar. But it never seems to work out exactly how I want it. And I get to the end of the day and I go, what was that? What happened? Where was it? I want to declare a message today that speaks to us about being able to see God's plan, God's purpose in our lives in those days. I think so often we go from our day to day and we know that God created the day, but we often leave God out of our day. We often miss those moments that maybe God's encouraging us to share His Word. Maybe God's encouraging us to speak to someone, to share a smile, to give and be generous, to maybe encourage, to maybe build up, to maybe lift up, maybe to pray for someone in our world, but oftentimes we miss it because we're not necessarily looking for those moments. I love that Amy prayed before as well about anxiety and depression. We know more than ever that anxiety and depression in young people across the nation, across the mountains is on the rise. But I know through faith that God can bring that and break that stronghold in a moment. But it takes faith of us to stir up and pray for it, to believe that generational curses and strongholds will be broken. Because we know that at the end of the day, every knee will bow, every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Or is that, yeah, come on church, you can say amen, you can get excited. Anyway, thank you Lindsay, I know you're excited. I want to share a message if you've got your Bibles. It's found in 1 Kings 18. At this time, a bit of context. The story breaks out about the nation of Israel, and it's about this prophet as well. And the nation's in a drought, and it's been in a drought for three years. You know, the ground's drying up, food's getting scarce, everyone's getting worried. But more than just the physical, the natural, supernaturally there was a drought in the people's hearts. In the lives of the nation, people started letting go of God lost track of their spirituality, lost track of that relationship with him, lost the track of him as Yahweh, their God, their provider, the one who brought them out of slavery, the one who knew them, loved them, cared about them, carried them. They started to let that go and dry up. They started to search out for other idols, maybe other gods of other nations and bring them into their culture and they lost that sense of who God was in their life. It started to get dry. I just want to tell you that maybe if you live... Compromised, you can never live convicted and confident of the things of God. You can never stand for Him and who He's calling you to be in a world, in a nation, to declare His word. If you're drying up your relationship with Him, if you're letting that go dry, you'll never be able to stand confidently on His plan and purpose for your life. And so these people were drying up in their spirituality and their relationship with Him. And then there's this one prophet who gets up, and um, it's kind of a cool story if you read it in the earlier sections of 1 Kings 18. And he gets up in front of all these other 400 prophets of Baal and he starts going, you know, you do your dance, you do your sacrifice, you pray to your gods and we'll see, if, we'll see if they come through, we'll see what happens, who knows. And then he goes, all right, now I'm going to have my turn, I'm going to do a sacrifice, I'm going to, you know, whatever. But before that, I want you to get this sacrifice that I've got here, but I want you to water it. And so in a drought, you know you're lacking resource of water. But then he challenges them to use that resource that they were lacking to make it more difficult for their, him to prove that his God was real and true. And so he goes, come on, pull, pull some water on it, do it. You know, use that valuable resource that you have left. Just pour it on here and we'll see what my God can do. Next minute he prays and God's just like, Poof, fire. Sacrifices lit up and he goes, told you he was real. Your choice if you want to believe him or not now. And then we get to this next section in 1 Kings 18. It reads like this from verse 41 to 46. It says, 
Elijah said to Ahab, go and get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. It's time to eat when there's a storm. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him, go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot, go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He gave him some Nike hypervenoms. He tucked his cloak into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Don't know about you, but that's a challenging scripture. But I wonder, can you see the things of God coming? Can you see it? Maybe in your life. And I think as humanity, as people, and even people of God, so often we write ourselves off. So often we go, I believe God could do it, but just not in my life. I believe God could bring that miracle, that breakthrough in someone else's life, but just not mine. Maybe I'll pray a prayer and have faith and stir faith for someone else, but I doubt he could do it in my life. <laughs> but the challenge for us this morning is to not only take ourselves out of the hands of God, it's to remain in the hands of God and have that faith and expectancy that we can see and have those miracles in other people's lives, but just as much as other people's lives. God could do it in your life as well. He loves you just as much as anyone else. He calls you his son, his daughter. He calls you valuable. He calls you his masterpiece. He calls you precious, loved, and he says in the word that he wants to bless his children. He gives good gifts to his children. Each and every single one of us. Son, daughter, loved, valuable. God, he cares about you. He wants to do a work in your life. He wants to bring that miracle in your life. Why? Because he knows that it's not just about you, but he knows that that miracle, that testimony, that breakthrough in your life will strengthen your faith, but also when your faith is strengthened, that other people will see your faith, your testimony in God, and come to worship Him as well. Can you see it coming? God's bringing those miracles, those breakthroughs in your life, but they're not just for you. They're for others as well. So I wonder what you see, what you believe in your faith. What's your perception of God? Where do you get your ideas or your foundations of faith, who He says He is? who maybe you are in him, what do you see? How do you see it? What do you think when you read the word? Do you read it and go, that is for someone else? Or do you read it and go, this God's saying he loves me? This is written to me? He wants to do this in my life as well as others? And that perception, the way you see it, changes everything about not just your life but the lives of those around you because of what God's doing and has done and will do in and through your life as well. What can you see? See, I think we have an issue in our current time and culture where too many Christians walk around. Maybe we walk around and we pray and we go, yeah, God, would you help me? Would you bring breakthrough? God, would you bring strength? Would you bring healing? Would you... God, would you give me an opportunity to share your word today? We have too many Christians, believers, 
that would pray a prayer, but we wouldn't really believe it. We wouldn't really have faith behind it. And then more so than that, we don't even look out for the miracle on the rise because we just look down. We just choose to live our life of faith. We prayed the prayer. I'm all sweet. I prayed a prayer, but I looked down. <laughs> would you lift your eyes this morning? Would you lift your faith to be able to see? Would you pray from a place of victory, knowing that God could do it, can do it, and he has done it on the cross? And that's why we pray, because he's already done the finished work on the cross. We know that we live victorious through Christ Jesus. Nothing we can do. It's everything he did already. And so we no longer have to walk around with our head down. We can look up and we can go, God, would you bring that opportunity and would you help me to see it that I can bring an influence of your name, your glory to the world around me, that people would know you through my life. But we have the responsibility to lift our head, to be able to look out for it, to be able to look out for that opportunity. I'm telling you, it's probably not on a Sunday. That opportunity is probably not on a Sunday. It's maybe on a Monday. Maybe on a Tuesday. Maybe it's in that season of pain or heartbreak. Maybe it's in that season where it's hard, where everything feels dry. God would say, would you lift your head once more? See, I know that God, even in a desert, can bring streams of living water. That He can bring a miracle in a moment. That He can bring water out of a rock. There's nothing impossible for our God. But so often we limit what we think he can do in and through us. We're kind of the problem, but we're also the solution. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. But would you lift your head to be able to see the things of God in your life, that you can see those opportunities to share Christ, the hope of glory, to the world around you? See, Revelation 12, 11 says, We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When was the last time you shared your testimony with someone? Maybe that sounds scary. When was the last time you shared something that God has done or spoken to you in your life? When was the last time you said, hey, God actually brought healing? Hey, maybe it's simple, as basic as God healed my headache. Maybe like Cooper, God, would you help remove my tooth? Next morning, tooth gone. What's that testimony that you have of faith that you share We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me and for everyone, but the word of our testimony. We can proclaim and declare His goodness to the world around us that they might see Him as well and believe in Him as well. What can you see? Can you see it coming? See, I found it interesting. Sometimes I like looking at figures and numbers and things. Anyway, so subscribe to McCrindle Research. They did this study through... um, COVID and Australia and the church and religion, right? A few interesting things that they found. Number one, and this is a challenge for us, right? They reckon only 28% of Christians prayed more. Now, that can be significant, but it could be even more significant. Only 28%. That tells me that there was a whole bunch of people that just stopped. They just got dry. They just got used to it. The other thing, and this is more encouraging, that we found... Uh, in McCrindle Research, they said 45% of Gen Zs, if invited, would attend a church service. 45%. And 28% of baby boomers would come if they were invited. That tells me that there's hope 
and there's a future for the Word of God. But what's it going to take? It's going to take a church to rise up. It's going to take a Christian to rise up and go, I'm going to share my testimony with someone because it might be the thing that sparks them coming to church to have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe they don't even need to come to a church service. Radical. Maybe just by your testimony in your workplace, in your world, in your life, they might come to know Jesus through you. That's encouraging. What can you see? Can you maybe see those God opportunities? Maybe even now as we're sharing the word, are you thinking of people who maybe God's asking you or encouraging you to share your faith with? Maybe there's opportunities where God's speaking you and encouraging you to speak into that situation. Maybe you know of someone going through a heartache or a pain and God's asking you to be light and life and comfort in that moment. But are we going to look up and see those moments and take them? See, I know that we have too many young people walking around going, it's not a, oh, I can't do it. He couldn't do it in my life. We need the church. We need you. We need your generations, all of the generations, to proclaim, declare, to be an example of Christ in their world because young people are looking for a hope, a future. They're looking for something to fill that void, that pain. You know, there's so many more issues now with social media. Sorry, everyone on Facebook. Um, Instagram, comparison. Young people are looking for a Christian to be in their life and say, hey, I know someone who loves you, who cares deeply about you. His name is Jesus Christ. This is how he has taught me to live. This is what he can do in and through your life. Church, he's calling you. He needs you to be the example, to be the hands and feet on this earth at this time. But can we see those opportunities and be able to step into them? That's on us. Can you see it coming? See, I totally believe in, like I said, only 28% of Christians prayed more during COVID, right? So it's our responsibility to both pray like Elijah in this circumstance, in this scripture. He'd prayed for rain. They were in a drought and he prayed that God would bring about a breakthrough. Prayed for rain. And it's our responsibility to hold and acknowledge the reality of the world and the situations that we face, but also take that reality and place it in the hands of a God who can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask, think, or imagine, and put it in His hands and know that He can work things for good for those who love Him, who are called according to His plan and purpose to bring about a breakthrough, not just in your life, because if you thought this was just about you, sorry, it is about you, but it's also not about you. See, what Elijah did, it wasn't just rain for him, it wasn't just rain for his farm and his crop, so he could get food. It was rain for a nation, that there would be an abundant resource provided for the nation around him, for the generations to come, that this moment on the top of Mount Carmel would be a moment where generations would look back and say, this is what one man of God did. One man, he prayed a prayer, he had faith enough to move mountains, to ask God for rain, to bring about an abundant blessing, that we would return to him, the true God, Yahweh, and worship him in spirit, in truth, with everything that we had. If that was just one man, what could God do with the church? Global. What could God do in this church, in your life? This church isn't the building. This is you. This is all of us together. It's our expression of faith together as we come, encourage each other in and through faith and build each other up and send out into the world. Matthew 28, go and make disciples in the world, in the nations. This isn't about just us. It's not just seeing things in faith for us. But when I see and take that opportunity of faith, when I look out and see what God's doing or where God's leading or wanting me to move and wanting me to encourage, that impacts someone else. 
more than just that one person that maybe impacted, maybe impacted their family, their friends, maybe their school, maybe their university, maybe a workplace, maybe a sporting team. So the miracles and blessings that we get from God aren't just for us. They're for others, world around us. Generations and generations would come to know that he is the Lord. I don't know about you, but maybe, sorry if this is uncomfortable for some people, we spent too long getting comfortable with our services. Spent too long getting comfortable with just coming, rocking up on a Sunday going, I gave an hour. That was good enough. I prayed. Maybe we got too comfortable. Maybe it's time to start getting uncomfortable. Start going, God, what would you have me do? What would you like to see in and through my life? Who would you call me to be? Because I know it's not about just me getting blessed. It's about someone else receiving a blessing. And the greatest blessing that I can think of is maybe that they would come to know you as God. Maybe they would have a relationship with you as God, as someone who provides for them, who cares about them, who loves them. It's not just about us anymore. But we've got to get uncomfortable. We've got to stir our faith once again because it's not just about praying a prayer that we would be blessed, but it's about praying a prayer that a generation, that a nation might be blessed. I mean, people in your world, that they might come to know God. People in your life that you can speak into, that they would come to know God. I don't know about you, but think about that moment when you met Him, when you invited Him into your life, into your circumstance. Maybe you were someone like in this scripture that was, maybe your life felt dry, felt empty. Maybe it was hurt, pain, brokenness. But what was it? There was a guy and he stepped in, his name was Jesus. He said, I love you, I care about you, I have a plan and purpose for you. A plan for good, not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. You opened your life to that relationship with him and Maybe you experienced the change that he brought in your life. Maybe it did cost you something because having faith and living as a Christian isn't just easy. It's not a get out of jail free card. There is pain, there's hurt, but we have a God with us in the pain. We have the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus with us through the storms, through the pain, through the hardship. Maybe you remember what that feels like to open up that relationship with him. You know how special it was, how much it changed you. Doesn't that make you want others to know that as well? Maybe the people you care about, don't you wish that maybe they knew who Jesus was again? But church, we've got to open our eyes, we've got to lift our heads to see those moments, those opportunities where God's speaking, where God's leading, that we could step into that space, share our testimony, share what that relationship with God was like in your life, how it changed you, that maybe someone else could come to know Him maybe someone else could live in his abundance because you stood in the gap because you chose to look up and see what God was doing you chose to stop living a life looking down or just praying those mundane prayers you chose to stand and declare God's promises God's word over your life, over your family's life over the lives of your friends over the lives of others in your workplaces over the lives of people just in your world that you come across day in day out you said God would you be in my day would you be the Lord of my day would I be able to see you where you're moving in this day and God would you give me those opportunities that I could take to share your word with people in my world I'm wondering maybe if the team want to come up and join us
But maybe you are someone who's been living in that space or place of dryness. Maybe been living not just physically, but in that drought mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I totally believe that Jesus is the answer. That his word changes everything. The Bible says that when we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. And when we've got Jesus on the inside of us, that changes us dramatically. We become more like him. The Holy Spirit leads us and shapes our lives to be more like Jesus Christ. That we can again go out and fulfill what he's called us to do. To go out into the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything he has commanded and know that he is with you. Always. He is with you. Always. So maybe you've been in that drought. Maybe you'd resonate with feeling dry in that relationship with God. God who loves you, who cares about you, who doesn't want you to feel dry. He wants to bring life and life more abundantly to you, through you, for others. He cares about you. Maybe you don't know him at all. Maybe you've been hearing this or something's been stirring in your heart or in your life and you're going, maybe I need to know this God, this Jesus who loves me, who cares about me, who has a plan and purpose for me. This morning... Now is a moment where we can come back to Him, where we can submit our lives, place them in His hand, say, God, would you have your way? Would you speak to me? Would you reignite that passion, that first love? Would you remind me of that moment where I came into that relationship with you? Would you remind me of what you've done in and through my life, how you've changed me? God, would you reignite that passion to know you more, to know you deeper, to know not just about you, but know who you are in my life. Or maybe it's that moment for you where you've never met him before, but you want to. This is an opportunity again where you can meet him this morning. I'd love to pray for you, church. And church, would you be brave enough to even just stand with us and pray this prayer with me? We can all pray it together and we can realign our lives, our heart with God, a God who cares about us, has a plan for us. Pray this with me. Say, God, this morning we acknowledge you. Would you help us to see what you're doing? Would you help lift my head again to see your glory? God, when I've forgotten you, would you forgive me? God, would you remove the sin and brokenness in me? Help me to live a life for you. God, I choose to believe in you again. Amen. Maybe, or in this moment, you prayed that prayer and maybe it was the first time or maybe it's another few hundred times that you've prayed that prayer but it really resonated with you. I wonder just for a moment if we could take some time to acknowledge. The Bible says that we receive God through the um, confession of our faith declaring and speaking but also through action and through publicly acknowledging that he is Lord and I wonder just for a moment if we could allow some space for maybe those people that that did resonate with a lot more and you said hey I prayed that prayer but I want to take it really seriously I want to take that next step church would you just allow a moment of privacy where we can close our eyes and bow our heads and if you did pray that prayer I'd love if you could just raise your hand there's nothing special about it but I just want to know who I may be praying for specifically I just want to know who there's someone out there that I could pray for that God would make himself apparent, real, tangible to you. 
you just raise your hand. No one's looking. Awesome. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for who you are, that you love us so deeply, that you care about us. God, right now for these people who have knowledge that maybe they've dried up in their faith, maybe they've gone stale, God, but they recognize this morning that they need you. God, would you be apparent to them? Would you be tangible to them? God, would you fill their lives again, their minds again with your word, with your presence, with who you are? God, that they would see you in their day today. God, would you bless them? Would you pour out your hand that they would be able to see you? They would grow in their life from strength to strength in a relationship with you. And God, for all of us, would you help lift our heads again that we can see you truly in each and every single moment of our days. That we can grow confident in who you are and stand on your word. God, you help us to look out for those opportunities in our world to see things the way you see them, to see people the way you see them. And God, would you give us the Holy Spirit anointing and encouragement to be able to go and confess and declare your word and your truth to the nations. God, we know that it's not about us anymore, but it's about you and it's about other people finding you through us. God, we just acknowledge your presence. We surrender to you and say, would you have your way?